and welcome to this week's episode of the Everybody Fits podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Kim. And this week we have with us the lovely, the wonderful Andy Neal. Hi, Andy. Hello, Kim and Amy. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Are you listening? Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your background, and what you do? All right. My name's Andy Neal. Uh I live in Southern Oregon, um, originally from Southern California, Las Vegas, um, and right out of uh, primary high school, uh, I decided I wanted to become a, a clergy, a pastor, uh, did that for 15 years, was very, very conservative, um, very, very close-minded, um, and then about, oh gosh, five years ago, I just, after this long process of, of dealing with, with things and, and looking at how my worldview was, was, wasn't really lining up with what I believed. I left all that behind. I ended up going to film school at Southern Oregon University. I had a complete paradigm shift in my beliefs and, and everything and went to film school, got a second degree from there and was just floundering after I graduated with a, with a second degree in film, um, was dealing with a lot of things. So I started going to therapy, was dealing with existential crisis that I had left my career 15 years and my belief system of my entire life behind um, was dealing with the fact that I was coming to grips with the fact that I had an eating disorder, um, in my past and traumas from my past and talking with my therapist and counselor. Um, she said, you know, why don't you try going to the outdoors and hiking? So that's what I did and instantly fell in love with hiking. Do not look like, uh, your stereotypical Oregonian hiker. Um, a lot of hikers, when you think of a hiker, a lot of people, it's more of an American reference. You think of a, a Mountain Dew commercial, some dude, you know, he's climbing up some mountain. He's got an eight pack and he's, you know, doing all this crazy stuff. Um, that wasn't me. That's never been me. I've always been big. I've been big my entire life. Um, even when I was like running cross country in high school, I was the biggest one on the team. It's just, it's just who I was. Um, through all that though, I've, I, you know, I, I lost and gained a lot of weight just from crash dieting, which turns out was actually doing my metabolism a disservice um up and down you know i would do these horrible you know restrict my calories to absurdly low levels going to the gym two three times a day um and just was miserable i was doing horrible things to my mental health um but while discovering hiking in the outdoors i, I discovered this community of of plus size um and and um and just unlikely hikers people who love the outdoors who were didn't fit into that stereotypical hiking realm and decided hey I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do this and i started just posting my stuff on instagram and then in january of 2021 i posted like the first full body picture of myself hiking and was like hey you know this is me um i don't look like a hiker but i love this and it got a lot of traction uh, my friend jenny Bruso, who founded unlikely hikers we didn't really know each other at the time uh, asked if she could repost story and um in the picture and i she did and i really started getting traction in that community and then before you know it uh, also, thanks to Jenny Columbia Sportswear, called me, said, hey, we're looking for for um, people who identify as men to come on and, and be models for us. Would you be willing to do that? And I said, absolutely. Um, and so I started getting the plus size modeling. And my first client was Columbia Sportswear, which was insane because they're one of the largest outdoor retail companies in the world. And that was my first job ever. Um, and started working with them, worked with Eddie Bauer. And then January 2022, um, I was out a wilderness area near my home and decided i'm going to make this reel that i saw everyone making it was the original reel was making taking a stupid 
going for a stupid walk for my stupid mental health. Well, I can, I said, I can change that up. I'm going to go for a stupid hike for my stupid mental health. And I posted it um, at, at near the trail where I made it, posted it from there, drove into town to the, go to the gym. Um, and within that 20 minute drive, it had already gotten 10,000 views. And at this point I only had that only, I had about 5,000 followers on Instagram and the most any of my reels would ever get with maybe two, 3,000 views. And I had 10,000 views by that time. I'm like, oh, crud, this is getting big. By the week, that was a Tuesday. By the weekend, um, I think it was at like 200,000. And then by that Tuesday, I hit my first million. And then news organizations started calling. And then that reel ended up being like 37.3 million views. And my life completely changed. And I got connected with so many brands who were looking for plus size representation, big and tall representation. Um, and followers came along with it. It also went viral on TikTok. And this is all I do now. I, I, I'm, I make content. I advocate for every, every body in the outdoors. I advocate for um, equity and, and fashion and sizing. Um, and not just for, not just for plus size or, or big and tall individuals, but for every person. And I want to see more representation um, in the fashion industry and in the outdoor industry, um, as well as just online in general, and just more more acceptance of everybody in every aspect of online life and outdoor life and fashion industry. So that's my story in a nutshell. We can go a lot more into it. That's uh, that's the, the the Reader's Digest version. Wow. <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Like you can post something on social media that you think, oh, loads of people are going to react to this and it can have the, like gain the smallest traction, but posting something that you didn't even think anything of has completely effectively changed your life. And yeah. It, it must be so wonderful for you because I think that's what we are missing we it's the representation everybody looks around for someone that they can relate to that looks like themselves and I think that's why so many people hold back from doing things like hiking that they would enjoy because they think well it's not for me because people that look like me can't do that or I shouldn't do it and and you were giving them a voice and changing that for them Absolutely. Yeah. And you got to the point, you know, with hiking where you, a lot of times I would say, well, once I get down to a certain weight, I'll start hiking. Once I get down to, you know, a certain pant size, I'll start hiking. I just decide I'm going to do it fat. I don't care. You know, I'm just going to do it fat and I'm going to love it and enjoy it. And uh, I've fallen in love with it. And it's the, the mental health benefits as well. I mean, there are obvious physical benefits to going out and moving your body but the mental health benefits have been the biggest thing for me. Um, and I advocate so much for mental health and, and, and mental um, seeking counseling and therapy if you need it. Um, but just doing things for yourself. And that, that's been the biggest advantage of fall, getting into hiking. And then just, you know, people seeing my journey, they tell me, you know, I went to the outdoors and I started hiking and it's no wonder for my mental health so much so that I finally decided to go ahead and, and see a counselor or inquire about going to therapy and, these messages I get, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I just, I, I posted a goofy reel. <laughs> it's turned into this. But it, it show it really shows how important as Amy says, representation is it's so, so important because it just help people, you know, stop that mentality of when I get to a certain size, when I lose weight, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start living. And 
life is happening now. And I think that when you see somebody that looks like you or is the same size, that's out there living their life and being happy, it it's and you know, it it is inspiring and and even though, you know, a person living their life and and being fat shouldn't be inspiring. It should just be normal. But then that's just, I suppose, the society we live in in a way as well. Um what what's your how was your mental health? I was watching your YouTube video earlier about what they don't tell you um when you go viral and you know the things <laughs> yeah. um how did that affect your mental health? Was it good or bad or a bit of both? I think it's been a little bit of both. I mean, I've always loved social media. I've always loved um, making content for social media and for YouTube for a long time. I was trying to get into the become a YouTuber. And so going viral initially, it's like, oh my gosh, like finally I made it. Um, but there's things they just don't tell you. There's, you know, you, 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 you subconsciously know, yeah, you're going to get haters. You're going to get people um who you know are are um constantly saying things but when you start getting those comments not just the one or two but when you start getting in the hundreds and in the thousands you're like oh maybe i am worthless maybe and it really does start to affect you but then overwhelming support and love you get from everyone else and um like i don't even need to combat trolls i don't even answer them anymore i delete and block um, and a lot of times my followers will go after them, which I, I you know, that, that, that's their thing. They can do that if they want. I'm like, I don't even need, this is a fight. I don't even need to fight because everyone else is like, no. And they'll go after them. And it's, it's, it's funny. Um, it, it, I think the biggest mental health, um, impact has just been the loss of anonymity, which is something you you don't think of. I, I did mention that in that, in that video is, you know, I can't, I can't go anywhere without, um, running into someone who knows me from the videos and most people are really really cool like i encourage my followers you know if you see me come say hi i'll take a selfie it's totally cool um there are people who really feel like they know you and you owe them something um it gets a little weird um there was one time i was out you know it's probably 500 miles from my from my home i was out at this this recreation area it's really popular Someone saw me, they recognized me, and they started taking pictures of me and then posted them, and I didn't even know. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, so. It's like this, this, this aspect of always being on. Like no matter where I go, uh, I've traveled all over the West, um, the Western United States, and there, I don't, I don't go to a city or a place or a trail where I'm not recognized. Um, which I never, I, I never really came to grips with that. I never expected that. And you think it's cool and it, it is cool. Like being recognized is cool. Having people come up to you in real life and saying, Oh, you've inspired me and all this stuff. You know, it, it's, it's amazing. And, that, and the benefits far outweigh the, 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 the downfalls. But at the same time, you know, yesterday I went to target just to pick up a few things and I, I was stopped three times in the store, which is fine, but I just wasn't in the mood. I, I mean, I, you may see my, on my, instagram I, I just passed a kidney stone i had a uti my wife is sick and doesn't have a fever i was just not in the mood but you know i still said hi and did all those things and um it, just that the idea that people put you on this pedestal it, it does it does weigh on you um mm -hmm. so i've had to really learn to take time for myself go places i know no one else is going to be which 
even on the trail. I mean, there's been remote trails. I'm like, oh, no one's going to be out here. And someone comes out here and said, hey, Andy, I know you from your videos. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Um, but there are places like I know I need to get alone. I need to be by myself um, and, and and take that time for myself because I'm actually very introverted. So I need that time to recharge. Um, I, need, I need my Andy time, my alone time. Um, so that's I think that honestly has been the biggest impact. But I don't want to sound ungrateful because I am so grateful for what my followers and the views and people have given me and i still I, I want people when they come and see me to come say hello because there's nothing like when someone comes up and says your video or what you said in this video or that youtube video made an impact on me and you see the tears in their eyes you're like you, you can see it written down on instagram a thousand times but when you look in someone's eyes and you're able to give them a hug um and it it just hits differently and it, it really motivates me to keep going so I never I never want to sound ungrateful what's it been like actually working with all of the different brands that you've been working with as well because there are so many mixed stories when it comes to plus size fashion I've heard of plus size plus size models who are not actually plus size being pinned into bigger clothes to so mm. that the brands can then say that they've got plus size models and then there's those brands that actually have bigger models but then they don't necessarily treat treat them that well or so what what has been your experience my experience has been mostly positive um my first experience was with was with columbia sportswear um before i even went viral and they were amazing and i think the reason my experience with columbia has and continues to be so positive is they not only understand that this isn't just to make money. This is to providing plus size clothing um, and opportunities for those in the plus size community. It's not just for money, but it's also because it's the right thing to do. And the person in charge of their plus size line, their, their head of plus size merchandising, um, Andrea Kelly, who's a friend of mine who ended up being one of the top 10 influential people in the outdoors, according to outdoor magazine or outside magazine, rather um, she's plus size herself. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the the um one of the original founders of Columbia Sportswear, the former president who recently passed, she was a plus size woman herself as well. So when you have plus size people in those positions, they are they are informing the people in power, hey, this is what we need to do, this is how we need to treat them, this is why we do it. Um, and they're constantly getting feedback from me and other plus size influencers and individuals. Now I have been other companies who I'm not, I'm not going to shout them out on here um, or, or, or put them on blast. They think, Oh, we just, we just up the sizing. It's fine. And they send me clothes and want me to model it, do this and that. I'm like, this doesn't fit right. This doesn't, or, you know, I've been on shoots where, you know, the photographer has never shot a plus size person before. And they made the wonderful mistake of me and another, other plus size model of saying, Oh, suck your guts in. And we're like, uh, hell no, no. Um, that's not why we're here. Um, you know, we're not sucking our cuts in. That's not what, that's not how it works. Um, and that, that, that is definitely the, the exception. Most things, you know, also like Gregory packs, um, they're the first, uh, major, uh, hiking pack line to put out, um, plus size packs, packs for, for plus size people up to six X recently did a shoot with them and Jenny Bruce. So amazing. Um, they know exactly why they're doing it and they're getting more and more options out there. But you know, there's there there are brands who are just trying to do it to hop on the bandwagon because it is profitable right now. I mean, in the United States alone, 
Um, there, there's billions of dollars to be made in the plus size fashion and outdoor industry and brands are starting to realize they're leaving money on the table. So mm -hmm. the difference between the good brands and the, and the bad brands, are the ones who do the work, do the research and have plus size people speaking into the things that they're doing um, where you have brands that aren't doing well, you'll, you'll look at them. They're not really doing the work or if they, you know, maybe they'll do, a, I've been on a few round tables with some of these organizations they're not really listening they do the round table for 30 minutes they say they've listened but they're only doing it because they want to check that off like oh we talked to fat people we're good it's like yeah. no you didn't do the constant work like with columbia sports where i'm in constant communication with them constantly having round tables with their entire like i've, I've been in zoom meetings with 20 25 designers on a zoom meeting with myself and two or three other um, plus size models or individuals talking about what the outdoor what we need as we as we adventure in the outdoors and, and and do things um and they're really taking that feedback and they'll come back to us and gregory's been the same way and there's just been other brands that are you know I've, I've done modeling shoots for like grocery stores now that just they they want their they want their adverts to reflect their clientele and like you look like one of our clients you look like someone who shop here and we just we want you to dress like you would normally dress and and I was treated amazingly. Um, mm -hmm. Also, when you're the, when the photographer's also plus size, I find it's it's also much more comfortable shoot. I, I love those shoots um, because they know how to shoot a plus size person. Mm. Yeah, you know, it definitely helps when the thing that you're promoting or experiencing has been designed with someone that at least understands a plus size body or yes. has you know um I mean I did I did a post about this the other day sort of looking around my local gym and how it's been designed with thin people in mind and mm -hmm. you know for example pulling yourself out the swimming pool and the rails being just about wide enough to fit my <laughs> yeah. hips or my thighs and you know and, and the turntables as you go in they're, they're pretty narrow and it's like you're wanting you know people in larger bodies to to work to work out and to move their bodies more that's what that's what the fitness industry promotes so much but then when it comes to actually designing it it's designed for thin people it's designed for people in smaller bodies and and that's happened a lot in fashion as well and mm -hmm. um it, it's it's different it's, it's different designing for somebody in a larger body it's not a case of just make you know making it I mean <laughs> I am um, I actually have a, a degree in fashion design it's my previous previous business I did have a a fashion label and that was back when I was quite fat phobic and um back deep in diet culture and now obviously as you do you learn and you 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 um become sort of more understanding and and you know of, of all the messages that are out there but yeah it, it's so important to not only show diversity but for people to actually I mean, well, understand what it's like. Mm -hmm. there's, yep. there's not really going to be any change otherwise, really. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really interesting what you're saying as well about even the photographers and and the people who are working in the industry. If they're in fat bodies, bigger bodies, they understand a lot more because I, I 
I see things like that quite often. Like you're talking about going in the, the swimming pool and getting getting out and the steps and things, the turnstiles and things came. But even when I go into the gym, sometimes I look at the gym floor and we have weight benches, one next to another, next to another. And I, I look at the gaps between the weight benches and they're set out by, by the, the people working in the gym so they could give bigger gaps. And I think if, if you're in a plus size body, you're not giving somebody enough space to comfortably fit in those gaps. So it's, it's recognizing that even if you don't reflect the person in front of you, you need to learn their needs and and what will help them and support them. So it, it is really interesting that, that you're saying about, and I can't believe that that photographer told you to suck your gut in. Because what's scary is they're probably saying that to a straight-sized person as well. Absolutely, yeah. And that's terrifying because it's like, why should anybody have to change the way that they look? Yeah, yeah. It- the, the the fashion industry, I I'm, it, it it's, it's toxic. The modeling of the fashion industry, and I I try to be an agent of change, and it's hard. I have a friend who, um, is a plus size model. She was very successful, but now she's having trouble getting work because she recently because of a medical issue had to change her diet, and she started working out more and just wasn't counting calories, wasn't doing anything, and just because of something being diagnosed she just started shedding some pounds and she really wasn't skinny but she wasn't considered plus size anymore and now she can't find work and it's like wow what does that say it's like oh i need to start gaining weight again to get work or i need to lose a lot more i can't be in this in-between stage and she's very successful working with some really large brands and i'm like how toxic are we that we can't just tell a person that's talented a person is a good model um but because they don't fit into any of these categories you know we we can't we can't use them and and ultimately, you know, in the fashion industry, they they want to use models to make their clothing look good or promote a certain look. Um, so it's something you always got to keep in the back, back of your mind. That's why I love doing the influencer things. I'm as much as I love doing modeling for for catalogs and, and online stuff. When I do the influencer thing, I'm, I'm in control of that, which is really really nice. Uh, I have a photographer I use, or you know, I went to film school, so I can, I can shoot myself pretty pretty easily as well. Um, but it's it's a scary toxic environment um and it always has been i mean the number of models you talk to because i've been on shoots where, where there's been straight size models um with plus size models who've been together and you know eating disorders and and just mental health issues just from being in an industry where you're constantly people are constantly analyzing how you look and you need to stay in a certain size and you need to do this and that um it's just extremely toxic um but at the same time for myself it's important for me to be out there so other people can see hey they go they, they go to the columbia outlet in portland hey that that dude looks like me up on that poster up there mm-hmm. um i can do that I, you know they got a big old poster of me by a waterfall at the columbia store in portland like wow that dude looks like me i can go to a waterfall like that and they have clothes for me here um mm-hmm. so I, I i constantly keep that in my mind um but it's to- it's toxic it's so toxic and the thing is as well the, it is like a lot of the world very sort of fat phobic and when you say they want the clothes to look good a lot of the time quote unquote good equals a specific look or thin or for, mm-hmm. for a woman yeah. for example in a plus size body it would be curves in the right places you know and and 
and yeah. things like that. It is very, very difficult to, and I understand that, you know, the fashion labels, they're at, they are a business at the end of the day, but it's trying to change that perspective of good equating to thin or, you know, curves in the quote unquote right places. And it's, it's, I don't know, see, seeing someone happy and, you know, and, and feeling good about themselves and, and, and diversity and, and things. I think, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's important. It's quite a battle for us to change and um, battle against fat phobia in the, <laughs> across the world. But um, do, do you get, I mean, you mentioned about, you know, you don't sort of answer back to the trolls. I mean, is that a, a recent decision that you've made? Um, or... that's been pretty pretty recent the past like month or so just like you know what i, I respond responding to them never leads anywhere any good if someone's going to come on to my platform and you know call me horrible names yeah. um and not even like there are people come on platform and they they, they legitimately want to know and they and they'll usually dm me but if they're calling me legitimate names oh just lose the weight get in the gym you know mm -hmm get the donut out your mouth you know like they're not they're not looking for a conversation they're not they're not open to their mind being changed they have some insecurity or some bias and they want to project that onto me mm. and i'm not going to change their minds so i'll, I'll sometimes I'll, I'll let the comments stay up there for a little bit that people know you know this is what's happening and then i'll delete and block them it's not worth my time sometimes i can't keep up with the delete and blocking um because it's sometimes the post hits the right number of trolls and it's like oh my gosh there's so many comments on here I, i'll go through i'll deal with this later um but yeah i just i i don't have time for that i'm i'm living my life i'm living my, you know, not to sound cliche i'm living my best life i've i am happier than i have ever been um i've been able to do something that provides for my family and i've had so many opportunities it's like yeah you can sit here and make fun of me uh, i get to go travel and see amazing things and do amazing things and have amazing opportunities um and have amazing flexibility in this while you know you're on your on your platform you know complaining about you know this side of the other thing sorry i'm not i'm living my best life and you know it's, i'm doing it i'm doing it fat i was just gonna ask because your lifestyle you're in like everything must have changed so much from you've gone from being a pastor to being a model. I mean, I, I, I couldn't think of like, I mean, I could think of two very opposite sides of the scale, but you would never think that someone will go from one to the other. Are you still living in the same area from, you know, wh when you were a pastor and you used to give you sermons, do you still see people and do they know what you do now? And how do people kind of respond to you in that change? And how have your family dealt with that change as well? Because it's just huge. Um, yeah, that's a great question. Locally, uh, it, there was no, there was no avoiding it locally because all the, all the local news outlets picked it up when I went viral. So, and they did a whole little story on me, you know, so everybody in my area knows, like there was no like flying under the radar. Uh, so I'll, I'll run into, I'll run into people who, um, from my old life, um, who really don't agree with what I'm doing and 
generally they ignore me. They just, they walk right by. They don't even recognize my presence. I have a few who are very polite. And then the, the biggest ones, cause I was a youth pastor is um, when working with students, a big part of me leaving my former belief system was working with LGBTQ students in a church that was not in churches that were not LGBTQ affirming. So I'd have, we'd have a youth group um, on Wednesday nights and these students who were just looking for positive affirmations and someone who was not going to judge them for who they are um, or who, who they loved would just come and we'd hang out, you know, we'd have pizza and we'd do silly games, things you typical youth group stuff in the United States. And I would never judge them or say, Oh, you're gay. You can't be here. Um, my church on the other hand, didn't like that. I was doing that. Um, and so I have these students who I, I worked with in youth group who said, you know, I, your journey you've been on, you've, you've talked about it online and to see what you're doing now. It's been such an inspiration to me. Thank you for showing me love. Thank you for letting me know that, you know, just because I, you know, I live in this body or I'm gay or whatever, um, that I, I can be, I can be loved and I can be accepted and thank you for loving and accepting me. That's been, that's been some of the coolest, um, things from, from people in my old life who, they're just, you know, watching my journey, watching my change from someone who's very close-minded and bigoted, quite frankly, to where I'm at now has inspired them and shown, shown them that they're, that people can change. And, and my story from my story of me leaving my belief system to where I'm at now, I share it. I don't share it maybe as often as I, as I should, but I share it to inspire people to, so they know that people can change. Um, and I changed. As far as my family, uh, that's been that's been quite quite the really cool journey. Um, right before um, I left the church, my wife came to me and said, "You know what? I'm an atheist. I don't believe any of this." She was having a hard time um, dealing with a lot of stuff. She we had she had had three miscarriages, and the church was super not supportive. Uh, she has PCOS, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, so she struggles with a lot of weight things like I do. Um, and the church was a super not supportive. We adopted three kids from foster care, uh, two with had special needs. The, the church was super not supportive of giving them help. They told us, oh, they don't need to go to counseling. Just just pray the problems away. And my wife, after all that, was like, I'm done. Um, so we've been on this journey of leaving our faith together um, as, a, as a family and embracing just, you know, who we are. And, and it's been a cool journey to come along together because I know the journey I've been on um, for a lot of couples um, would tear them apart. And my, my wife's told me that, you know, when she, when she told me, you know, that she was an atheist, she thought I was going to divorce her. Um, but little did she know I was already on this journey of like, you know, you know, I, I this isn't, this isn't for me. I, I need, I need to get out. Um, so that's been cool from the, from that perspective, but also, you know, going viral, uh, that's definitely been an adjustment for, for my family. Um I've, I've told a story on my YouTube where, you know, my, my, me and my kids were out hiking in the middle of nowhere and someone comes up, Hey Andy. And my, my daughter's like, we can't go anywhere. <laughs> they, and they, they've gotten, they've gotten used to it. And, um, and they, they're very polite and they know to, um, but it, that, that, that's been the biggest adjustment, you know, for my wife too. My wife was in a lot of my reels. Um, and so, so she gets, she gets recognized a lot now, but she's, introverted like me and i remember the first time she got recognized when i wasn't there and she's like i didn't like that um it was just like someone came up she's like oh you're Lindsay," and like someone had no idea who she was and she's never had that happen before um 
And I was like, you know, at any point you want me to not do this, if it's not kind of for you, I won't say, no, this is, you're, you're doing great things, you know, you, and it's providing for our family. So I just need to get, I need to get used to it. Um, and she's done a, an amazing job and, and she's done a really good job of setting boundaries uh, when people, when people, you know, stop her in public. And um, it's, de that's definitely been an adjustment um, for, for our family, but it, um, it's, it's been really cool. My wife's been wanting to do more and more stuff. We just, we just did a Columbia thing together. Um, which was cool um so it's it's definitely been an adjustment and as i do more and more um like my daughter's like yeah pretty soon we're gonna you're gonna be on the movie screen dad and we can't go anywhere and i mean that, that's that's hopefully the trajectory of where i'm going you know i'm taking acting classes i have an agent now um we'll see um but at the same time i my kids are still really down to earth and we are still a family who just you know at the end of the day we just want to live our best life and we want to, you know, have fun, enjoy the outdoors and spend time together. It sounds like um, you and, and your wife have such a wonderful bond and such a wonderful relationship. And I know that a lot of the time in marriages, growth happens and you either grow apart or grow together. And, you know, and you've obviously very much grown together and, you know and it it's it's love and I love seeing you know both of you together in the in the reels and um it's see you can see the the bond it's really really lovely yeah uh, it is it's funny it's... before you came on I was um well last week I was talking to my husband and I was telling him because he always asks who we have on the podcast and I was telling him all about you and I was like and you can just tell in his posts how much he loves his wife and how amazing they are together and you, you just it comes across it without even speaking to you just on your Instagram the way that you you talk about her and the way that you talk about your family you you can completely tell that you you rock solid and, and you're there no matter what for each other it's amazing uh, and it's it's been a lot of work and like I'm I'm so grateful that we went through those changes together because you know people do people do change people do grow and um you know people relationships you know end for many reasons and that's okay uh, we've just been fortunate enough for 16 years to, that we found each other and that we've gone through similar but different journeys but journeys that were on parallel paths i like to say uh, where we've been able to stay side by side with each other you know we've had we've had some really hard times and sometimes where we're like we you know, we don't know how this is going to work with our, our family and our relationship. And we just, we push through and we're better for it. And, um, you know, it's, that's, that, that doesn't happen with every relationship and that's okay because people do change. People do grow. Um, where I'm just really grateful that our, our paths and our growth have been parallel and, you know, mm -hmm. she's amazing. And I, I freaking love her to death. She's, you know, mm -hmm. she's got more degrees than Fahrenheit and she is smartest person I know, beautiful person I know. And, most giving person I know and there's no one else no one else I want to grow old with you know we're we often joke that we're going to be like Carl and Ellie and up you know and even even that story you know with, with infertility and, and miscarriages that story very much parallels ours so we always compare ourselves to them yeah I think that this is what makes you such a likable person though as well Andy it's the the bond that you've got with with your family and with your wife it's um it's really lovely to see. And I think that's what people 
I think that's why, why it's one of the reasons, obviously, why you're so successful is that you are such a relatable person. And and um, it it's something that, you know, once you do get in, in all the movies and things, there's no doubt that that, that will that will stay is because if I think if you were going to change, you would have changed by now um, with other people recognizing you. So, yeah. And my, and my wife won't let me change. There's been times where I've even jokingly been like, excuse me, I need, I need to put on sunglasses. People might recognize me. And she's like, no, <laughs> stop it now. You're not, you're not one of those people. I'm like, what, what do you mean one of those people? She's like, you're not, no, <laughs> go be you and stop trying to pretend like you're someone you're not. Like she keeps me in check, which is yeah. great. Staying grounded, I think, is is really important because, oh. like you said, it's it's the industry is so toxic. Oh yeah, quite easily fall into that pattern. And I think what Kim's saying is right. You, you're relatable. I mean, because who hasn't been a pastor turned model <laughs> turned actor? And you know, just gone out and done the thing of being like so selfless that they adopt three children and. Everybody does that, right? But <laughs> but no, it is relatable. Like you wanted to do something, you felt nervous about doing it. You found a group of people that you could relate to, so it made you feel comfortable to do it. And now you show people that you do it, so they feel comfortable doing it. And yep, yep. It, it's it's just you managed to do it on a much bigger scale, and it's it's something. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's what we all need to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been an amazing journey. And I hope that I, what I do can inspire other people to do the same thing as well. Um, yeah. Ultimately. What you're doing is fantastic. I think you are making waves in an industry where we need to make waves. You are making space for people that need the space and you are allowing so many more voices to be heard, faces to be seen, and people to to feel recognized. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I think we're going to be seeing so much more from you, whether that's on the big screen or the small screen or wherever, we will see a lot more of you because you you've risen up so quickly it's yeah. a little bit terrifying <laughs> it is it is and uh you know i just hope that i can keep keep my feet on the ground i mean the biggest thing even when i, was, I graduated film school is i told i told my family and my friends i don't want to move to la i don't want to move to new york don't even want to move to portland i want to stay here in my medium-sized town where there's plenty of hiking to do yeah. as much as i love going to, i love new york i love portland i love la i love visiting i just don't want I want to keep my feet on the ground. And so I'm just like, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to do it from here. Yeah. I'll fly. I'll drive. I'll do whatever I have to do. Um, and uh, the, be the best piece of advice I was given was from, from Zach Miko, who's one of the, the first um, major plus size models. He's like, do so much that the industry can't ignore you, whether that's the outdoor industry or the fashion industry. He's like, make it so they can't ignore you. So that's just what I've been doing. The, the fashion industry can't ignore me and can't ignore my message. And um, hopefully that will not only just change the industries, but, you know, entertainment industry, fashion industry, outdoor industry, but change people's hearts. And not only will they be open to accepting people in bigger bodies, but people who have perspectives that maybe they don't understand or they, they didn't understand or, you know, people in the LGBTQ community or whatever. Um, 
I just want people's hearts and minds to be open and to be changed. And if I can be an advocate and agent of that and to where they can't ignore me, that's mm. what I want. Uh, absolutely love that. I think that's a, a perfect way to end, really. I mean, we could sit and talk to you for you all, all morning for us all evening, but um, no, well, I think we'll we'll probably wrap it up there. But thank you so, so much for your time. And oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure such an inspiring story and journey and and we cannot wait absolutely amazing thank you appreciate that keep talking over each other we're too excited for for what's going on thank you so much thank you so much andy take care thank you amy thank you kim appreciate it